Hi everyone, I'm Amber Rose, the Religious Hippie, and welcome to A Catholic's Perspective. For those of you just finding this podcast, let me tell you a little about myself. I was born and raised a cradle Catholic until I fell away from the church for eight years. I just recently came back to the church and I could not be happier with where I am today. I am currently a junior in college and I'm studying graphic design. I am an ambassador for multiple amazing Catholic Christian companies and I love working with all of them. Now, some of you may already know me from my popular religious hippie social media channels, such as TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I have all kinds of Catholic content on there, so don't forget to go check those out. So the reason I wanted to start a podcast was so that I'd be able to have a longer format which people could listen to from wherever they are. I particularly wanted to address issues that young Catholics face today in the secular world, and I want to do that by providing information along with commentary and even a little of my own opinion. I can't lie, from time to time I might be discussing very controversial issues, and some will find my opinions unappealing. But I do this out of my faith and service to God. We must keep communicating with each other, respecting each other, and put each other on the path to sainthood. I think you'll enjoy the podcasts coming up, and I thank you for being here with me. Hey everybody, welcome back to my podcast. Today we have a very special guest. My friend Kayla has joined us to talk about Mormonism and her conversion from Mormonism to Catholicism. Thanks for being here, Kayla. Glad to be here. It's actually good to get to talk to you again. I think this is the second time we've actually really talked. It's fun. Yeah, we talked once on an old YouTube video, but that was like last year during the yeah. pandemic and all the crazy, crazy things in life. So it's great to have you back on, um, well, to talk to you again in general. So today we're talking about Mormonism and your conversion from Mormonism to Catholicism. Uh, before we get into that, could you give us a little background about who you are and all that fun stuff? Absolutely. Um, my name's Kayla. I am a mom of two. I just had my last baby December 31st of 2021. His name's Cedric. I have a little 19-month-old daughter. Her name's Amelia. Um, I got married three, almost three years ago now. I was baptized into the Catholic Church two years ago. Um, I grew up Mormon my entire life. I had a little period of kind of agnosticism um, before I started looking into Christianity in general. Um, it's mostly, mostly it. <laughs> awesome. So I guess just diving in, were you born into Mormonism or? Yes. So both my parents, um, when I was little, they weren't very active. So I don't know if the words are the same in Catholicism. Um, but when somebody kind of shows up to church here and there, doesn't really have a lot of, um, Mormon themes in their home so they're they're not really getting taught Mormonism that was me from like zero to maybe five or six um and then my parents became very active around that time so up until I was 18 I was very active going to church weekly going to meetings weekly okay very cool and I guess for my viewers who might not know what Mormonism is could you tell them what that is yeah absolutely so um there was a guy named Joseph Smith that lived in the Northeast um, in New York. And he essentially came out with a claim that he had talked to God and to Jesus um, and that none of the churches, the Christian churches that existed were true in any way. 
um, that all their creeds were an abomination to God, that they had fallen away, and that this man, Joseph Smith, was chosen to restore the church that Christ had set up. Um, so basic essentials of what they believe, um, they believe that God and Christ, two different people, so the Father and the Son are two different people, they're flesh and bones, um, so they're not spirit like we would believe them to be. Although they do believe the Holy Spirit is a spirit, but in a material way. So he actually is made of something, um, but that's not, he doesn't have a body like we do, flesh and bones. They believe that we pre existed. So um, our spirits lived before this earth. Um, and basically, they believe in the war in heaven was actually us. So one third of us fell away. Um, when we tried to go with Satan's plan instead of God's plan. And two-thirds of us were allowed to come and get bodies. Um, depending on the Mormon that you talk to, they actually believe that you chose your family in the pre-existence. And then here, they believe that you go through certain covenants. So they believe in baptism. They also believe in extra kind of what we would consider sacraments. Um, they consider them ordinances. And so you go into the LDS temple to get these, there's um, these anointings, endowments and ceilings. And so they do believe that you have to be married to get to the highest degree of heaven. They believe in three separate kingdoms in heaven. So there's the um, telestial, terrestrial, and the celestial kingdom. And to be in the very highest degree of the celestial kingdom where you're with God, the father, you do have to be married to somebody in the LDS temple. Um, other than that, they, they have sacrament like we do every week. That's pretty typical for Mormons. They go to sacrament meeting and then they have an hour after that. So the sacrament meeting lasts an hour. And then after that, they do have like their own meeting. So if you are an older guy, you would go, um, to the elders quorum. If you're an older girl, you go to relief society. If you're a kid, you go to primary, um, trying to think if I missed out on any of their other kind of core beliefs it's kind of what you'd get from a Mormon if a Mormon was just explaining it to you not necessarily if you know somebody else was but yeah right no that's good information and you said that they don't believe that God and Jesus are the same person if um as you know Christians we know that that's one of the fundamental beliefs of being a Christian is believing in the Trinity so they are not Christians correct right yeah. Yeah. By, by any definition of the term, if you're going to define Christian, Mormons are not going to be a part of that. Right. If you don't want to define it, then, and anybody can be it, then, <laughs> then they are. Right. <laughs> the, the little gray area there. <laughs> so I know in a lot of Mormonism, is it poly polygamy? Is that how you pronounce it? Is really big. Why do they support or believe that that's okay? Yeah, so Mormons, like the mainstream LDS church, what you'll hear of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I roll my eyes at that, but um, <laughs> what you'll hear, they stopped practicing polygamy um, back just a couple hundred years ago, maybe oh, wow. 100 years ago. Essentially, what happened is that the uh, U.S. government found out what they were doing, and they said, you can either keep your temples or you have to stop marrying multiple women to one man. And so the LDS church, they came out with a revelation from God that said, you know, polygamy is no more after, after this whole thing came out that they either had the temples or not. So there are offshoots 
Um, actually a lot of Mormon offshoots. Um, I actually live, I live in Southern Utah. So I live by a pretty big community of one down here. So you'll see them coming to Walmart and other things. They still wear very traditional dress. Um, so they have, it's hot here. It's like, it gets hundred, 110 degrees. They have long sleeve all the way to their, you know, all the way to their ankles, all the way to their wrists. And then they always braid their hair in these like French braids. They're always braided that way. I'm actually not sure. Right, Cause I didn't, I didn't grow up with polygamy or anything. Um, but yeah, the LDS mainstream LDS, when they started practicing it. So Joseph Smith began practicing polygamy before anything was published about it. Um, and basically it was hidden. So there was several high, um, high standing Mormons, like people of his inner circle that were allowed to do it. But Joseph Smith kept it hidden for about a year. He was, he was married to multiple people or at least having relationships with other people for about a year before anybody was told about it. And it's actually a big thing that led to his death because he came out with this revelation. If anybody wants to read it, it's uh, Doctrine and Covenants, one of their scriptures, uh, 132, that comes out with the revelation from God that um, it turns out that the wives and concubines that David had and Solomon had were in a bad thing, and they were given to him by the Lord, and that was what the Lord wanted. Oof. And so Joseph Smith was essentially told that he could marry any virgin that he wanted to, and it was not adultery anymore. Um, and that his wife had to accept these women, these other wives, otherwise she would be killed by God. Um, and so, I mean, it's kind of shocking reading it. Like yeah. I can't imagine thinking it's normal or thinking it's okay, but I mean, Mormons, and I accepted it because I actually remember sitting in a seminary class, which is like religious education for high school students. Um, that you actually go to during your normal high school. Okay. And my seminary teacher was like, okay, let's talk about polygamy. And I actually like giggled a little bit. <laughs> I laugh at this now. Cause I'm like, I can't believe how silly I was, but he's like, why are you, why are you laughing? I was like, well, we don't practice it anymore. So it doesn't matter. Right. And I think that's what a lot of Mormons kind of feel. They're uncomfortable with it. And if they really looked at it, like it's really weird to them. Um, but yeah, it, it essentially just started as Joseph Smith wanting, wanting to be with other women, including 14 year old. So, so yeah. odd. And not to mention, I mean, in a way that's like a cult, you know, like, would you define it as a cult at that point? So early Mormonism, I, I think that I would, because there, the more, you, the deeper I get into it, the deeper that I, I think that just because there was a group called the Danites that were basically kind of Joseph Smith's little secret guard of himself that would kill people. And I mean, here's the thing, like nobody, a lot of Mormons will not accept that. Like he initiated that or wanted them to do any of those things, but they did exist. Joseph Smith very clearly had an inner circle of higher up people that were allowed to do other things that other people weren't. Um, and the mainstream Mormons were very much kept out of all of that. 
and very much led into believe that Joseph Smith was having revelations so that they had to follow him no matter what kind of crazy thing like he came up with next. Um, modern Mormonism today, I wouldn't say so. There are cult-like things that they do, like their temple is very cult-like. Um, their missions are very cult-like, but the religion as a whole, I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify it as that. Okay. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess from my, the only real experience I've had with Mormonisms is what they put on TLC. I don't know if you know that TV show (laughs) where it's like, um, sister wives or something. I don't know. And I watched it for like educational purposes. And looking at it, I'm like, this is probably all scripted and made up and they go home at the end of the day and they're just like, all right, good take guys. Bye. (laughs) You know, because I don't know how they could air something like that on TV and get away with it. Really? Right. And if it, if it was like the actual mainstream LDS church, they would not, since it is sister wives are part of an offshoot that aren't really like controlled in the same way. Yeah. Um, that's, that's why it's all right. <laughs> it's almost like, um, that Amish show that they had to, and I'm like, aren't the Amish supposed to be against technology and stuff and yet they're on tv shows so to me it almost seems like these shows are literally made up by the media and everybody just like all right good good take guys bye <laughs> you know after the day um yeah so i guess as catholics obviously we want to evangelize to everybody and spread the word of god and the trinity and you know the truths um how can we evangelize to mormons if they don't even believe in the trinity right so And I mean, it depends on the Mormon you're talking about, because a lot of them, um, I, I wouldn't necessarily think that Catholicism isn't a high demand religion, but it's not necessarily classified as one, whereas Mormonism is just because you're so involved in it. And if, I mean, if you leave Mormonism, like you're out of their community, um, depending on the community, there's some more accepting, but for the majority of it, like you leave, you're gone, Mm. you, you're ostracized, um, So it's really, really a hard thing to do when it's so connected to their lifestyle and their culture and their families. But I, I think that the Mormons that truly, truly do love God and care about the Bible. um, I mean, polemics is always a, a good thing to do. I know a lot of people don't agree with it, but, you know, going with charity and going to the Bible and saying, Hey, there's this passage that, you know, says that marriage ends when we die don't you think that's kind of odd? Like, how do you interpret Jesus talking about that? Because you guys believe that marriages are forever, you know, Mm -hmm. or how, how do you go to John one, um, and read that, you know, in the beginning God was, and so he didn't come to be, or how do you go to, I think it's John, it's either four, 14, maybe that says God is spirit. How do you go to that passage? And, you know, think that he has a body of flesh and bones, Um, the other thing, honestly, because a lot of Mormons feel they don't like to be attacked. Of course, nobody ever does, except maybe my husband. I think (laughs) he enjoys it when people are like, Catholicism is fake. I think he enjoys that because he's like, I'll tell you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The man thing. I'm pretty sure it's a man thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they'll like, I got very sensitive when anybody ever, you know, tried to talk about my faith and they get told over and over and over. I remember so many young men, young women's lessons where it was like, go to God, don't ask Google, anti-Mormons lie to you. 
don't listen to people who, and any, any sort of conversation is sometimes taken as a personal attack against their religion. So a lot of it might just be talking about how much you love Catholicism, talking about the saints. That's something that I think has benefited the people I live around. Cause like my mother-in-law is still Mormon, but like we got into a conversation about angels one day. And I think just giving them the perspective that there is somewhere else to go in the case that they finally are able to let go of their faith because of the problems with it, it is a big step because most Mormons become atheist or agnostic. And so being an example um, of being Christ-like and being in another religion and showing them the beauty of Catholicism will at least give them somewhere to go as soon as they start recognizing the things. Because Mormon church, honestly, there's people leaving in droves. So Wow. I was, I was about to ask, do you think it's growing or shrinking? Is it shrinking? Yeah, I just watched something the other day that was talking about how um, the, like COVID has obviously affected every religion's numbers. Um, but a lot of Mormons like no longer attend their meetings. There is a stake. Well, I guess he's in the state council. So stakes are basically like our diocese and then wards are like our parishes. So there is a leader in one of their stakes that was talking about how 30% of Mormons don't even believe in their church teachings. Like they don't believe in Orthodox Mormonism. They have some other form of it. So it is definitely, the numbers show that they're shrinking. The reason it might look like they're growing a little bit is because their birth rates are really high. Um, and a lot of people don't remove their names from their records. It's so like, I, I need to, <laughs> my name is like still on their records until I come out and I'm like, Hey, you need to take me off. Mm. Uh, so at least from the numbers that I've seen, they're definitely shrinking. Okay. That makes a lot of sense, especially with the internet nowadays. And it's so easy to find your own research and it's unfortunately still difficult to find truth on the internet, but you can find a form of truth, you know? Right. Um, so you said that your grandma's Mormon, you were raised Mormon, and then you kind of went into agnosticism a little bit. How did you officially decide to go into Catholicism? Yeah, it, it's kind of a long little jaunt because the, the first thing that I ended up doing is reading um, Brant Petre's book called The Case for Jesus. Um, which is really good. I'd recommend it to anyone. It's it's actually basically a case against atheism, a case for the resurrection that Christ claimed, who he claimed to be was who he is. Um, I didn't officially start like deciding that I wanted to be a Catholic full on until probably three to six months later, I would say. Um, and that came with a lot of, it was a lot of YouTube. I'm going to be honest. Like <laughs> I watched I watched Raisin Theology, I watched William Lane Craig, I watched uh, James White, I watched um, Jordan Peterson, like debates between Trent Horn and other people. Um, and so I think when I finally really decided to be Catholic was, it's probably ended up being the third time that I was in a mass. And I finally was like, you know, intellectually, everything that I found about Catholicism holds up, it stands up. And I just love being here. Like, I love the mass so much, even from the first time that I was there, that I was like, this is, I'm not positive on all the intellectual things yet, but everything that I found, it holds up. And I just, I love being here. So I, I joined RCA just a couple after going to a mass a couple times. Wow. That's amazing. Cause I know for a fact, I too, like when I was coming back into my faith, I was raised a cradle Catholic, but 
coming back into my faith, YouTube was like a huge help to me. Um, though I was a little discouraged because I didn't see that many young girls talking about Catholicism. It was always older men or, you know, men in general. And I'm like, where's the girls? Where's the young adults? You know, I never really saw that many young adults either. Um, so it was really inspiring to be able to start an evangelization and meet other young adults who, you know, kind of branched out a little more now. So that's an amazing story though. And then were you married before you came into Catholicism? Yes. I, we eloped, um, let's see, it was May 20, no, that was 2019. And so I was baptized in May, 2020. Oh, wow. I I was married a year before. That's amazing. Wow. God bless you guys. So I guess kind of what, what do you think would be some misconceptions Christians have about Mormons that we could kind of crush? Cause I know there's so many misconceptions about Catholicism that get tossed around. I don't want any misconceptions slipping out, you know? Yeah. The, the main thing that I see, I think almost probably at least monthly in like my Twitter account, I see people posting that, um, that really old cartoon. I don't know if you've seen it that like talks about the pre-existence and Mormonism a little bit. I don't know if I read it, but I've seen it. Yeah. So there are some things in that cartoon that are like, no, if you walk up to any Mormon today, they're not going to tell you, um, that like black people are cursed. They're not going to say that. So it's hard to say when there's misconceptions in Mormonism, because a lot of the misconceptions actually just come from what Mormons used to believe because mm. their beliefs change. Um, another one, a big one I see is like the magic underwear thing. What? Um, <laughs> what yeah. is that? So Mormons, when they go to the temple, they receive what's called a garment um, that has like certain symbols on it. And it's just representative of their covenants with God in the temple. Um I don't know why people call it magic. Like, unless we believe like the scapular is magic and our sacramentals are magic. Um, That's a, that's a big one that I see. A lot of it honestly is just people not knowing what Mormons believe or like confusing them with other people. So I see people um, confuse Mormons with Jehovah's witnesses Hmm. and think that they can't get blood transfusions or that the end of the world should have already happened um, that they practice polygamy today is another big one. Um, again, mainstream LDS, different from offshoots, mainstream LDS don't practice polygamy anymore. And like I said, it's kind of a war with what did they used to believe and what did they believe now? Um, I would say those are the big ones though. Magic underwear, they're not magic. It's <laughs> the symbol of their covenants with God. Um, polygamy, they don't practice it and they don't believe that black people are cursed, even though that might be what you gain from the Book of Mormon or what they used to believe. Wow. I mean, it's so interesting to hear about the other misconceptions that, you know, different religions go through, especially since we experience our own misconceptions so often. Um, Do you think that like the offshoots of Mormonism could almost be compared to the denominations of Protestantism? Is that like a kind of a? Yeah, that would, that would be a good way to do it because there's just so many different, um, offshoots of protestantism that believe in a lot of different things like there are offshoots of mormons that believe in the trinity there are offshoots of mormons that practice polygamy there's offshoots i'm trying to think of all the crazy 
There's a lot, a lot of crazy things. Yeah. There's so if anybody's actually interested in the offshoots of Mormon, I hope I say her name, right. Christina Rossetti, you can find her on Twitter, but it's C H Christina Rossetti is R O S S E I T T I. I believe she is a Catholic who, um, actually has a degree, I think in Mormon studies. And she did a lot of work on offshoots of Mormonism. So she's a good resource if you're interested in that. Wow. That's really cool. I never knew that. I'm going to look her up. (laughs) I mean, it's really interesting to hear and being raised in a Mormon family and everything. How did your family react to you being baptized and becoming Catholic? You know, what's funny is I actually, I just had a Facebook memory come up from two years ago on Ash Wednesday that I posted on Facebook and I was like, Hey, I'm logging off. Like, please pray for me because in 45 days, I'm going to be baptized in the Catholic church. And uh, there's a comment on there that my grandma said, so very sorry, stick to the faith that you know. And so I guess, you know, it's, it's kind of hard because my family, my family never stopped loving me or caring about me, but it, it was a really barrier in our relationship. So I just kind of stopped getting talked to. Um, I had a couple rough conversations with people because they were trying to like come after Catholicism I was like, no, like you want to talk about religion. We can talk about religion, but then it, it always ends in upset most of the time, just because again, Mormons do feel like a very personal attack. If you start saying things that start making them seem wrong, it's very, very threatening. Um, so yeah, I, whereas I know they didn't stop loving me or caring about me. It just kind of made them stop talking to me, um, stop reaching out to me. So I kind of was cut off in a way, but I don't, I don't want to say that they completely cut me off and ostracized me because that wouldn't really do justice to other people who have really had that done to them. Right. No, for sure. And it's a struggle. I mean, being the, the first one in your family to come out and convert to another religion, I mean, I'm sure that gives a lot of people some um, inspiration, maybe hope if they've been thinking about Catholicism, aren't Catholic, or maybe... Uh, they are Catholic and they have a family member of theirs that's not Catholic yet or something. Um, it can offer a lot of hope to those that are struggling right now. And family's t- tricky. Like family's really tricky. And if you throw religion, which is a hot button topic today, into the mix, well, it just goes downhill. I get into heated arguments with my family that are Catholic. Like, yeah. I don't know how it goes if you, you're Catholic and your family's not and then you have to get into an argument. So it can be it's tricky. Um, so thank you for that. I guess the last question I have for you is, um, are you, you're raising your kids Catholic. Um, did that have, did Catholicism have a play into how you parent and how you had kids and how many or any of that thing? Yeah. Um, so when I, I was younger, I was thinking, I'm like, I, I, I even had it thought out. I was like, okay, if I have a boy first, like I will try again, have more kids and I'll have like up to three or four. If I have two girls, like I'm done because I grew up with three boys in my family and then three cousins that were over at my house all the time. So I basically had six brothers and I was like, I can't deal with girls. (laughs) I'm not doing it. And after I converted to Catholicism and natural law was actually a really big part of my conversion, especially when I was considering like the differences between Protestantism and orthodoxy. Um, I was really compelled by the natural law arguments against birth control um, and these other things. And so 
now I'm like, I'll have all the kids that God gives to me. And I'm very, very blessed with each one of them. I see them more as gifts now than just things that would make me happy. Not that like, I thought that children were commodities, but I just had this idea of what a perfect family would be. And now it's definitely more up to like, what does God want for me in my life? Um, since you have less control, you know, it always, it always kind of falls back on God. Um, as far as raising them goes, I, I don't know. I always wanted to raise my kids very, very strong and faithful in the LDS church. And so I think that stayed with Catholicism. Um, I think daily devotions are a bit different now that I'm like, I want to be doing these things with my children. I want to be praying the rosary with them. I want to be reading scriptures with them. I really want to give them a Catholic education um, and homeschooling. Like if I'm able to do that, I really, really, really want to do that. Whereas I don't think I would have thought about that for a second when I was Mormon. I was like, not for me. I don't, I don't want to do that. Homeschoolers are weirdos. And now <laughs> I've completely changed my perspective on that. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of it has just gotten more intense that I like, I want to be more involved in their lives. Um, but kind of similar, kind of the same. Okay. No, that completely makes sense. I mean, it's kind of the same, it's the same outline, but different religion in a sense. Right. Yeah, no, it makes sense completely. And your husband's Catholic, right? Right. <laughs> did he, did he revert or like reconvert or lapse yeah. or anything or? No, he is actually a convert from Mormonism as well. Oh. which is really cool. I try to get him to talk about it, but he's kind of more introverted. <laughs> okay. We'll get him on the podcast one day. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> well, thank you again, Kayla, for coming on here and talking about your experience and Mormonism. Um, I know my listeners really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk with us. Um, and with all that being said, uh, thank you for being here. Glad to be here. Thanks again. Yeah, of course. So thanks everybody for listening to this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it and it was informative and I will talk to you guys in the next one. Okay. Bye. Do you have questions or comments about today's episode? Email me at thereligioushippie at gmail.com or leave a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash thereligioushippie. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please be sure to rate and review this episode. This podcast is produced by Todd Fisher and distributed by Metacortex Publishing. This podcast is copyright. Any previously trademarked or copyright content is used by permission. Information and opinions stated in this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. Please be sure to visit the official website for the International Association of Metatomics at metatomics.org or find us on social media for other unique content.